Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we like to discuss the details and mention it all. All right, let's get into this VIP episode. So thank you all for subscribing to my VIP level. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your support. My BFFs is what I call you. Um, So today I know that I'm kind of due for that third part of that story about the guy from the gym that almost murdered me. And I will cover that last story on my next show. I I just, I wanted a little break from the darkness, right? It's just a lot of heaviness and, and, you know, and, and a lot of, you know, you guys subscribed because, you know, this is about diet culture and weight loss and all that good stuff. So I wanted to kind of get back to that in this show to kind of lighten it up. Then we'll get back to that. I will finish that story in my November episode, but I just kind of wanted to lighten it up today, especially with everything that's happening in Israel. Like the world is such a crazy place and you know, I, I really don't get political on this show, um, but it's really hard to see babies and women and the elderly just getting slaughtered. And I just firmly believe that, you know, female empowerment, more women getting into power worldwide will help bring about more world peace. I know that that's just a very generic general statement, but I truly do believe that. And, you know, I I don't talk about my future goals. I have really big lofty goals that, you know, I have a vision board that I created and this podcast is part of it, right? And, you know, I and I I do my little affirmations every day and part of it is saying that I am enough. So whether I attain these goals or not, you know, I know that I am enough. But I also have these future goals that hopefully will help bring about more power to the woman and, you know, just just things that will help women advance worldwide. That's, you know, something in my heart that I really do want to help advance and support. And um and it's just, you know, it's it's there's just a lot of um a lot of darkness in the world. So anyway, so I want to get back to lightening this episode up, you know, as I got to take that dark little um, tangent. But so today, what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to share a few things. First of all, I wanted to share that story from Italy that I didn't want to share on my open podcast or even the first tier level of uh, the paywall. I wanted to share it with you, with all of my VIPs, because it is kind of a funny story and um, just one that I wouldn't want getting back to this person. So I just thought I'd share it with my VIPs. Um, And then I'm going to do a little segment on something I'm going to call foodie fights, which is really kind of like inappropriate behavior around food and whether it'll be interesting to see if you have the same opinion, what your opinions are on these types of situations. I'd love to hear from you if you've had any situations like this come up. So I'll get to that in a second. But first, I wanted to share the story from Italy. So first of all, you know, I, and and again, having come from 
some relationships in the past that were abusive and unsafe, what I looked for in a future partner when I was dating and knew I wanted to find a good, somebody good for me. Because even after I left that crazy, you know, pseudo relationship, I mean, Mike and I never had like a true relationship and we were never really boyfriend, girlfriend, because he would act so insane when he drank. But even after that, I went into a seven-year relationship that was not, just not a good one for me. Um, There were good aspects to it, and then there were really terrible aspects to it. And, you know, the things that I looked for in a future partner when I was dating, and I was like, I was very much dating with intent. I wanted to find someone. I was looking for someone that had qualities like my stepfather, to be honest. You know, the way that he treats my mother is like... I'm like, that's that's how I want to be treated. I want to be treated like a queen. I wanted somebody that helped make my life easier, that was somebody that was really kind, that I could be proud of as, you know, being my partner. And, you know, someone that when we fought, we could get over it. I wanted someone that, you know, I could communicate really easily with, that I could sit in silence with and be completely fine and comfortable in that silence. And also somebody that I could talk to about anything and everything and, and have, and have that communication come very easily. Um, Cause I didn't have that in my past relationship and communication truly is everything. I also, you know, I've always wanted a financially stable partner because I work really hard. I have big goals And so, you know, in my marriage, I was probably, I would, I was, you know, more of the breadwinner, which is fine. I don't mind making more than my partner, but I also want a partner that, you know, also brings, you know, something to the table as well. And, you know, my last relationship, he did have a lot of money, at least at first, but he, he was very weird with money and, I'm kind of weird with money too. I think a lot of people are. I think money can be very triggering with some people. And and this this last relationship, it was like I don't know, the way that he was with money was just very much like ego-driven. He thought that he was better than other people because he made a significant amount of money and he also didn't understand how lucky he was to be in a position where he would get the types of bonus checks that he would get. Like, I was like, that's not, not everyone gets that kind of income. So anyway, but he was also someone that kind of like held the money over your head. And I, I don't know, it was just, it was not a good, healthy relationship with money. And I've, that's one of the things too, with my affirmations that I work on every day, I work on my like uh, sense of abundance and, and all this stuff, because I want to have a good relationship with money. And so that's, that's just one of the things that I'm working on right now. But uh, my stepfather, you know, the way he is with my mom is he's very, very generous. And, you know, he's, he also spends very frivolously. So that's something that my mom was always very uncomfortable with. But, um, but he's so generous and I mean, he could have a lot of money and savings if he wanted to, but he's always, my stepfather's always been a spender. And so I, it, that makes me nervous too. Cause I'm one of those people that I'm like a saver and I just want to make sure we're not going to like 
go hungry and lose our home. You know, I have all these like crazy thoughts in my head that that have made me nervous about money. But again, I, I want to come from abundance. I'm trying to kind of like get those ideas out of my head and just focus on you know, money flows, money and success flows to me very easily. And, and, you know, I, whatever, I have these, these affirmations of abundance. So, so anyway, so when I was, when I was dating, of course, you know, you see different types of people that have money, but then also the kind of personality that goes along with that. And what I loved about Chad is he's a successful guy, but he's, he's got like no ego. He's, just like the kindest person you could possibly imagine. He's so generous to the to to a fault. I mean, I think he he definitely gets taken advantage of and he offers sometimes when it's not necessary and and again, he gets taken advantage of because of that. And <clears throat> my dad used to also get get kind of taken advantage of and he was very generous. He also wasn't good with money. Um, and so all these like triggers with money and, and this type of thing, but what I wanted someone that I could build a future with that, you know, Chad's very entrepreneurial and anyway, he, he had those types of qualities that, you know, he treats his friends, he treats everybody around him so kindly and he's generous with everybody around him, not just me. He's generous with his family. He's generous with his friends. He's just... He's just that really great soul of a person. And so anyway, so when I started dating him, and that's what those, that's, you know, some of the qualities that I recognize. He was just, he he was inclusive. He brought me around his friends immediately. And so one of his friends, like, as soon as he introduced me, like all of his friends, his close friends anyway, would tell me how cheap this guy was. His name's, well, I won't share his name, but anyway, this guy is very cheap. And it was just told to me that, you know, and, and they make jokes in front of his face. They're like always joking about how he's cheap and and it's just kind of like this running joke. But um, but it's true. <laughs> and so anyway, so so Chad has a company like this trucking company that his whole family works at and is also his friend Bob. And Bob and him, so it's a successful company. They're able to, you know, they have this company credit card and they often, you know, pay for outings, you know. So basically when we go out as a, as a small group on a regular basis, like usually every Saturday we'll go do something like play golf or go bowling or do something, you know, go for a hike or whatever. And then we might go to like, you know, a bar type of sports bar. I'll have like drinks and food. And Bob and, and Chad always pick up the tab, not just for like him and I and Bob and his girlfriend, but for the whole entire group. So that includes this guy, this guy, let's, let's just call him Tom. So this guy, Tom, his girlfriend, and then this other guy, let's call him, let's call him Tom too. <laughs> uh, so Tom too also is part of our group. And he's also one of the guys that, you know, Chad and Bob just pay for everybody. And so, so it's, 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 and it's, it's fine. It's just, you know, they, they, it's a write-off for their company. And, and I, I think that, you know, 
the guys have come to think that, oh, it's a write-off, so that just means it's free. Well, no, it doesn't mean it's free. It actually, they, they pay for it. It's just, you know, it is a write-off for taxes or whatever. But again, Bob and, and Chad have never really made a big deal of it. They just kind of just do it. And it's just very, it's very nice. And that's just pretty much very common. Like we go out, they'll get the group drinks, they'll get the, and it's just very, very, very generous. And so, but Italy, you know, all this whole crew that we typically go out and and they're covering everything, you know, it's different when you're traveling, right? Like Chad and Bob didn't pay for their hotels, right? But, but I think there is this assumption that, oh, Chad and Bob got it. Chad and Bob are going to pay for everything. But, you know, the girls, too, were pitching in. I mean, we also, well, well, some of the girls were pitching in, too, in this trip when it came to paying for dinners or paying for cabs or, you know, it's when you're traveling, it's kind of like a whole different type of, of thing. And they didn't have this conversation, obviously, but I think communication is everything. But I think some of these conversations, especially for Chad and Bob, are a little awkward to have with these guys. And, you know, with when I go out with my girlfriends, like for our Bravo nights or for dinner, it's always split three ways. And if I have more wine or if I have order an appetizer that somebody else didn't order and didn't eat, like I'll pitch an extra. Like my friends and I are really conscious about making sure that no one's getting taken advantage of. We're just very respectful of each other's money and time and all of that stuff. So I love that about my friends. This crew is a little bit different. Like it's it's like Chad and Bob are like our our parents almost. They just like take care of everything. But but traveling, like what I wanted to show respect for is all of the planning and all of the things that that Ch- Chad planned the entire trip. And not only did he do it for us, he did it for everybody. He put so much time and effort, and I mean, I cannot even tell you how much time he put into this. And so I would be really visible showing like, hey, like I'll like I'll get this cab ride, I'll get this, I'll get that, you know, just showing like, hey, I want to give give back too. And we I know that this isn't the normal situation where you guys are just covering everything. So but that wasn't the case across the board. So so he so one example is so the the guys ended up going to this golf tournament. It's called it's called um the Ryder Cup. They only went to one day of it. But but they had to get there really early and they had to get a private car to to bring them because it was just there were no cabs available. And so it was a hundred and fifty dollar ride one way. And as soon as they get there, Tom and Tom too just jet and and they don't even offer to pay for any part of the ride. And that was just kind of the the entire time. Like they didn't pick up any cab rides. They didn't, you know, offer to do any of that stuff. So that was, that was, I was like, wow, like that's not, that's not right. And, you know, and Chad and Bob don't really say anything. They might like, I think Bob might say some passive aggressive things. Chad just doesn't. Chad is unbothered. He's not like I'll I would be pissed. I would be like um instead of Venmo request. But Chad's just not like that. Chad would rather pick up the tab to to prevent any type of awkwardness um in in any situation. So 
So that's just one example. So the example that I wanted to share with you that has to do with food. Okay. So I told on my other, my regular free podcast, I talked about how we had gone to this restaurant in Florence that is known for their meats. And, and I was like, we were all starving and, you know, I had ordered the veal milanese and the pasta and I had two glasses of wine and I, you know, shared in the appetizers. And so when the bill came, you know, there's seven of us. Okay. And so usually it goes to either Chad or Bob and, and we all are pitching in. So I just, I raised my hand for the check because I ordered the most that day and I ate everything. I mean, I was like, I, I was proud of myself. I got it all in. And so I raised my hand for the check. And so, and I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'm like, I'll put an extra because I ate, ordered a lot. So I put in a hundred and, um, and then, and then, sorry, I'm getting a call. So I got distracted for a second, but, um, and then, so, okay. So, so remember I said, I, I said in the, in the other podcast, I was saying how Eric, oh, sorry, I said his name, Tom. (laughs) Anyway, kind of said it there, but anyway, so Tom and Tom had a girlfriend there. Okay. And the Tom too, didn't have a girlfriend. It was just Tom too. But Tom one has a girlfriend there. And so a lot of times, like she would leave the table when the bill came. So there was this expectation that he was going to cover her meal too, which happens a lot with couples, right? Like one covers the other one. And like, I did that for Chad sometimes. Chad would do it for me sometimes. We would just like cover each other. So I covered Chad with, with this. And, and, you know, adding up everything, my, um, Chad and I, our, our meals and with everything probably came to around $70, but I threw in a hundred. I'm like, whatever, I'll throw in some extra. And, and remember when I said, okay, so it came to when Tom was supposed to order and he's like, I probably said his, his real name on my regular podcast anyway. So I might as well say it. His name's Eric. Okay. Let's just say it. So his name's Eric, his girlfriend's Kelly. Okay. The other guy's Kyle. I'm just going to say it. We're behind a paywall. No one's going to hear this. So, so Eric and Kelly. So, so remember Eric was like trying to share a dish with Kelly and Kelly's like, um, no, I want my own dish. Like she wanted her own raviolis. Okay. The waiter's like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Eat your, go get your own dish. So he, he had, and he had wanted this steak. But the steak was $60. And he actually commented on, he's like, well, I don't know if I want to, you know, get a $60 steak right now. But he ordered it. And he, he kind of felt peer pressured, he said, to order it, but he ordered it. And he was very much sharing it with everybody. But still, you know, he he ordered this steak. So, you know, the minimum of what you should throw in for your own meal. And and he had all the appetizers and he had, you know, a drink and, you know, his girlfriend's meal. He's also supposed to be covering her meal. So the bill comes, I throw in a hundred. He gives me a 50 and he's like, is that good V? And I'm like, (laughs) and I'm like, well, your steak was 60. So you're giving me a 50 asking me if this is enough. And I'm like, I'm like, well, no, (laughs) like I don't have enough because everybody had given the money at that point. And I was still like, you know, I'm still like at least like, I don't know, $50 short or something like that. So, so I'm like, no, I don't have enough to cover it yet. And so he gave me another 20 
And then I think he gave me another like five or 10 and somebody else threw in a little bit more. So, so I think altogether, he still, if you really add up everything that him and his girlfriend ate, he still didn't cover enough for his, him and his girlfriend. He threw in enough so that we ended up covering it as a group. And, but, but this idea of like cheap men and I'm, and look, I'm, I'm a feminist. I believe in equality, but also women are still not making as much as men. And some people don't agree with me on this. I have a good girlfriend who does not believe in the patriarchy, who is a Trump supporter. And, you know, again, try not, not trying to get political, but she doesn't believe in all that. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I've been in a situation where I had the same exact experience and the man counterpart got the higher job and the higher pay than me. And I had to start below him and get sexually harassed by him. So I'm like, it exists, maybe not in your world, but in my world and most of the world it exists. So I... I don't, I I can't stand a cheap man. I especially can't stand a cheap man that does not pay his own way or, you know, just, just pay your way. Like it's fine if you don't want to pay for everyone around you. It's fine if you don't want to throw in extra or tip extra or whatever, but cover your own shit, right? Cover your own bills. If you're supposed to pay for your girlfriend, pay for your girlfriend because, Kelly's also very generous with him. Like she'll, I, I did not think that this relationship between the two of them would work out because Kelly makes great money. She's very generous. She's, you know, she's the first to be like, oh, we should just split it all equally. Or we, you know, she's, she's, she's good. It's her man that, and I have a good girlfriend, this, uh, one of my, one of my Bravo betches that we get together with. And she, you know, she's a bougie bitch. She likes her nice thing. She likes her nice dining experiences and she'll pay for it herself. And she wants, you know, she wants the same in a man. And it's funny because Eric's like, oh, V, were you supposed, this is, this is like a while ago at a party. He's like, oh, were you going to introduce me to KK, my friend? And I'm like, no, (laughs) like I would never have introduced you to because you're too cheap for her. I didn't say that, but you know, that's, that's the reason why I would never introduce the two of them because she would get so turned off by him. And, and so, so this, this lasted obviously the entire trip in, in many different ways. It was like, you know, Eric's like, oh, I don't know how much money to bring with me tomorrow. And we're all like, just bring a credit card, Eric. Like you don't have, and he would be like, you know, we'd go out for gelato and he'd be like, oh, I'd like a pizza pizza too, but I don't have enough money. And we're like, we got you, Eric. And it's like, why didn't you bring enough money, dude? Like bring your credit card. (laughs) Like, why don't you have your credit card? Like most humans. Ugh, so annoying. But, and I love this guy. Like, I really do love this guy. He's, he's a funny guy. He's fun. You love having him around, but it's like you, you have your child there. Like he's, he's gonna try to get, he's one of those guys that like when the bill comes, he's just, he's not pulling out his wallet. He's hoping that somebody else covers it. And he'd be like, you sure? You sure, man? Okay. (laughs) You know? Oh my God. So unattractive nothing I I hate more than a cheap man. And my sister and I, you know, again, my dad, I think, wanted boys. He was always, you know, 
buying us bow and arrows and stuff for Christmas. But my dad was always that type. My dad would cover the bill. My dad would pull up, be the first to pull out his card. And, and my sister and I inherited that. Like we have very much kind of that, like, and again, I'm going to call it a masculine tendency because, you know, in 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 society with men making more there there's always been this expectation that you know the guy that makes the most will will take care of it and it's it it is just kind of a masculine quality and i actually do believe in that like if i'm going out with my friends and i know i'm making a lot more money i'm going to put in a little bit more i'm going to i just i do believe in that socialist socialism type of thing where you know, the people that are making a lot of money, if you have friends that maybe aren't making as much, you know, help your friends out. Like, I do believe in that, right? Um, But Eric doesn't have any kids. He's a single guy that does very, very well. And, you know, he's a single child. He's going to inherit plenty when his parents pass. And he's, you know, he's, he's in a really good financial position. So it's not like he shouldn't be pitching in equally, right? Like, it's one thing if he had you know, a bunch of kids and, you know, he, maybe he doesn't work and, or whatever, but he does, he has no kids. He has no, he has a great job. You know, he's a single child. Like he's, there's no reason that he shouldn't be participating in that. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at, cause I never want, I'm very different than Chad. If I feel like someone's trying to take advantage of me, I get pissed off and I will ruminate on it. I will literally ruminate on it forever. Chad does Chad's not like that. The re, and so so for me when I go out with people and like I'm pretty good at being like, "Oh, let's split this." Or, "Oh, you know, and and if I had more, if I ordered some really expensive dish, I'll be like, I'll I'll get the tip. Like I always just want it to be appropriate and fair, and I will be generous if I'm with friends that maybe don't maybe don't do as well, or maybe they had just all these huge bills that came up that were just like, oh, we'll, we'll get this today, no worries. And so I I believe in that type of generosity, and I exhibit that. But I'm really careful not to allow myself to get taken advantage of because I because I know myself and I know my spiraling mind will dwell on it forever. My sister is is just like my dad. She will be the first to pull out her wallet at her, and her credit card. And she's not good at being like, hey, guys, let's split this or oh, actually, like, this was your bit, <laughs> you know, she, she, she does get taken advantage of. And it bothers me because my sister is, you know, she's a small business owner, she runs everything herself, you know, and there's people that just don't even pay her, she'll, she'll do all this work for people, and then they don't pay her. And she has to like, chase her money down. And it bothers me so much, because my sister does so, so much for people. And she's so generous herself, to the point where she gets taken advantage of. So I hate seeing that my dad got taken advantage of Chad gets taken advantage of. So you know, I go out of my way to try to give back to Chad and to appreciate his generosity because, you know, again, some of these friends just expect it. And this was just an example of it was so blatantly obvious, like, dude, you're not even covering your own meal here. Like, I'm not paying for you. So anyway, (laughs) that was a long story of cheapness and money stuff. And sorry, I, I hope you enjoyed that little little tale. Um, I do, 
it's embarrassing to talk about money, but I do like to talk about it for some reason. So anyway, hopefully all of you, you know, don't get taken advantage of yourselves and are surround and have generous partners in your lives. Okay, now I wanted to talk about kind of a fun segment called Foodie Fights. So this is little snippets of different podcasts and then just different stories from my life and from, you know, other people's lives that are, you know, kind of highlight the same type of hilarious, in my opinion, um, kind of situation. So let me let me explain what I'm talking about. So on the Taylor Strucker show, um, there's a co-host, Andrea Laventhal, that I'm obsessed with because she's she's this really funny, fashion forward, you know, influencer who she's a great guest. She's just she's so she tells like all these personal stories about her and her husband. And I just love it. And she's always talking about food. So she's very, you know, particular about different things about food as well. And she talked about how her husband, Justin, he ended up, they had this like bag of like 20 chicken nuggets and how she ended up going to get some of the chicken nuggets and there were only two left. And so it's this idea of like, do you just finish it off? Right. Do you just finish off the bag or do you leave a small amount for for the person like you almost don't want it known that you've been like eating these things because you're supposed to leave some for everybody else but you really don't want to so the question is do you just finish the whole damn thing or do you try to leave a small amount even though so when Andrea goes and she her opinion was like just eat the whole damn bag don't leave me with two chicken nuggets there, two sad little chicken nuggets that are not going to satisfy me at all. Jesse on the same show shared this other story. She actually, Jesse shared a couple stories. Now, Jesse used to have an eating disorder. This is Jesse Jollis. And so she shared a couple stories that were hilarious. Like, so one of the stories was her dad, I guess, was very strict about food probably one of the reasons that she developed an eating disorder later in life. And so she would always feel like she had to sneak food. And so there was this like carton of Oreo or package of Oreos. And she's like, oh, she's like, well, maybe if I go in from the back of the bag and eat from the back, nobody will notice. And so she would like keep eating from the back of the bag. And then when her dad went to take went to take one they were like there was like one left and then he's reaching in and there's nothing left in the in the whole you know package of oreos and he's like who ate all the oreos and she's like i don't know how that could have happened how did that happen you know and and that reminded me of how when my grandfather so when i was a kid my grandfather had this girlfriend named connie And she would make, and I think I've said this a long time ago on a past podcast, but she would make the most delicious brownies. Like I, these fudgy kind of flaky brownies. Oh my God. And she would have this, have them in this 
you know, one of those glass, you know, one of those like cake holders where it's like this big dome glass thing and you can see inside, you can see all the delicious brownies just looking at you. And so I would like sneak in there, grab one and then rearrange the brownies to try to hide the fact that I had taken one. And, you know, I would keep doing that until, I mean, it's, it's, at some point it becomes really obvious that like the brownies are disappearing because you can only situate them in a way and then like the whole middle's hollow and then they all fall and you're discovered. So eventually you get discovered, right? So, so it's funny because Jessie told another story. She, she used to work at Betches and Betches Media. So they do Diet Starts Tomorrow and they do a couple other podcasts that I like. But I think for some people that work culture, I mean, it's three young girls that own this company and they're, they're, you know, they're in their, I think they're nearing their thirties or in their early thirties at this point. But I think, you know, anyone young running a company, it's, it's hard. Like you, you don't necessarily know how to control the culture or, you know, anyway, so Jesse, Jesse told this story about how in the office, they would always have like tuna that was, you could, you, you were allowed to eat this tuna. It was like company tuna and company pickles. And so, you know, being in New York, I'm, you know, Jesse would try to go for that free food because, you know, it's, it's hard to live on your own in New York and pay for stuff. And so apparently she took, someone had food, like someone had this little carton of other kind of tuna, like this one that they had purchased that was theirs and they had put it in the fridge. And, and Jesse had accidentally eaten that other person's tuna And I guess this person was like being really loud about it. And I guess, and she had headphones, but this this girl whose tuna it was, she ended up telling the whole office. And when Jessie finally realized what was going on, she's like, she looks up and like, she said everybody in the office was just laughing about it and talking about her. And she said she was so humiliated that she just went out bought went to Trader Joe's bought that girl's tuna brought it back put it in the refrigerator and called it a day and she's like and then she's like I had to leave the office that day she's like I was so humiliated and I think that ties into her dad's restrictive eating you know shame around taking food that you're not supposed to and and again, that stuff leads to like disordered eating behaviors and extreme humiliation and embarrassment in those types of situations. So so I just thought that that was but, you know, it's it's to look back at it. Jesse had shared this on her um, her podcast that she has with Chris Burns called Middle Children. It's it's so good. I mean, I like the beginning of this podcast because it's always them just personal updates and sometimes they'll share these really personal stories like this one about you know their weird things with food chris has the same things um and so sometimes like the the middle to the end of their podcast i don't love because they do like an improv type of thing it's like they make up a fake story and they're just bantering back and forth creating this like fake world which some people, I'm sure, absolutely love that because they they tell the 
the craziest stories because they're using their imagination and they're just going off of each other, bantering back and forth. I don't like it because I like reality, right? I like real stories. I want to hear about your most embarrassing situations. I want to hear every food story you have to share. I want to, you know, all that stuff. Give me more, give me more, give me more. But the improv stuff, eh. So I typically listen to the beginning of the show and then tune out as they start their improv. But Jessie also has another podcast called Happily Ever After, where she talks a lot about like money stuff and abundance and mental health. And, you know, I love her vulnerability. I love her sharing all of these deep, dark things embarrassing, shame-filled sides of her soul, which we all have. And I share in common some of those things. And I just, I love people that just kind of like put it all out there. So anyway, check out her podcast if you like that kind of stuff. But I thought that was kind of a funny story. A final story from the Taylor Strecker show. So when Andrea was sharing that chicken nugget story, Taylor shared how she had someone staying with her. She wouldn't say who. It's probably like her mother-in-law or maybe it was even her wife. She, sometimes she says, you know, says things to kind of throw people off so you don't know who's who they're actually talking about in the story. But um, she said she went to get a piece. Taylor loves these little baby bell cheeses. And they've always been on like her Weight Watchers plan. And so she'll like take one of the cheeses and like slowly eat it and savor it and enjoy every morsel of this, this cheese. And um, she said she went to go and get one of these little cubes of cheese. And the person that was staying with them said, oh, I ate all the Baby Bell cheese. <laughs> and so, so there was none left. Right. So that was kind of the debate. Do you take all of it or do you do you just do you leave a cube? Right. Who knows whether Taylor would have gotten pissed if there was just like one or two cubes left. I think she would have I think she would have been happier because at least she would have been able to taste the thing that she wanted to go and eat. I think I'm I think I would rather have a small amount than nothing. There is something very jarring about somebody just completely taking all of something and you go to get it and it's just not there. I I hate that. Um, Because, you know, Chad will eat my desserts. Chad will eat. Like, I have to hide things sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, like, the other day I came across, I was cleaning out my closet and I came across these uh, Girl Scout cookie boxes, these empty boxes. I'm like, oh, I'm like, these were the ones I just sat here and ate in the closet because I didn't want to share them with Chad. <laughs> like, I had four, two boxes of Thin Mints, two boxes of these, what are they called? Those caramel ones with the coconut that are so good. I literally sat in my closet and ate those by myself after buying them. Now, I do think I remember that Chad was on a health kick at this time. And I was trying, I think that was my excuse. I didn't want to trigger him and set him off his health journey by bringing in Girl Scout cookies into the house. Because I can be a very bad influence on Chad when he's trying to be healthy um, and vice versa. Like he can be a bad influence on me when I'm trying to be healthy. But um, anyway, I just, I was like, oh, I remember doing this. But um, I mean, Chad's, Chad's good for the most part. But there are times where I'm like, hmm. He's going to eat these. 
I better either eat all of them now fast or keep it in my car or yes, this is how my brain operates. This other story that I was reminded of as I've been going through these types of foodie types of situations is I was staying with my friend Michelle before in in her LA apartment. Her no, this isn't her her West Hollywood her her Hollywood home. So this is this is actually her house. So staying with her and when I stay with people, I just I I'm kind of a weird house guest. Like I just want to stay out of their way. I want to and with Michelle, I was kind of staying with her for a long period of time because it was when we were trying to launch our company in Los Angeles. And I think I was staying with her for close to a month. So I was, you know, I make a mess. I, I just I'm a messy person. I try not to be, but it's just I can't really control it. So when I'm cooking, I leave a trail behind me. So I was just in this place where I just, I was trying to bring food into the house that was the lowest maintenance. I just, I wanted no, I wanted no dishes. Like I just wanted as few dishes as possible because I just didn't, her, her home is, you know, it's, it's an older home. And it's got a teeny, teeny, tiny kitchen, like an old sink and an old, it's just, it's not a a real comfortable situation where you can like, you don't have a lot of room. Like you have to like clean up immediately and it gets cluttered very easily if you're not like picking up after yourself. So I just wanted to keep it very, very low maintenance. So I, I think, and, and this was a point where I was so broke. I was like broke beyond broke. And so I, I got this whole thing of bagels from the store and I was like, I'm just gonna eat a bagel every day. (laughs) And that wasn't all I ate, obviously, but it was like filling and it was easy and I didn't use a lot of dishes and I could just toast it real quick and, and go hide with my food. (laughs) So, um, she had this container, this big jar of ghee now, if you've ever tried ghee, it's like the like clarified butter. It's like butter without the dairy or whatever. It's supposed to be healthier for you. And I loved this. This she had this very special kind, and it was this huge jar of it. And over the course of this month, I pretty much I used a lot of it. I didn't use all of it, but I did use quite a bit. And and after I had left. Michelle actually texted me. She's like, hey, she's like, you use like all my ghee. She's like, can you like buy me more? And I was like, sure, no problem. So I actually like ordered some off Amazon and shipped it to her. Um, And actually that's, I, I was kind of impressed by the boundary that she set with that. That I think is very respectable, right? Like I, I kind of made a faux pas. I used almost all of her ghee without really talking to her about it. I mean, she the thing I love about Michelle is she's very, like, low-key about things, too. Like, mi casa su casa. Like, I'm, I'm very much about like that, too. If somebody's staying with me, just make it your home, help yourself to whatever. Um, but I do think it's it's polite. If you're using something up that is in someone's home, replace it, you know? Like, when Michelle and Chad come and stay with us, her Chad... They'll get groceries. They'll, you know, they're they're very respectful about that stuff. And 
she ended up being like, hey, you kind of used all this. Do you mind getting me more? And I, I, that, again, having firm boundaries makes people respect you, right? So, and I did, I, I respected that Michelle asked me for that because it probably bothered her. She's probably like, what the hell? She's like the, I let her stay at my place. She uses all my ghee. She doesn't replace it. I probably left crumbs in there. <laughs> Who knows? But again, Michelle's super low key, like very relaxed about stuff like that. So I just shipped her the ghee from Amazon and she was happy as a clam and you know, we just, we had a good communication and boundary setting. So good on Michelle. And again, like I'm the first, if I've made a faux pas like that, I want to fix it right away. So I love that I have good friends that are open to communicating about things that bother them so we can make it right. Another story. So, so I used to live with, and I've talked about this before. I used to live in Manhattan beach with my friend, Melissa and this guy, Reed. And it was Reed's apartment to start with, and and Melissa and I moved in with him. She found him on Craigslist, sounded sketchy, he needed roommates, but it ended up being an awesome, awesome living situation for a couple of years. Um, It was right on the, it was right up the street from the ocean. You stepped out, the patio overlooked the ocean. It was beautiful. It was awesome. It was such a nice living situation for a while. So, and, and Melissa was like, always very healthy. She's just one of those people that just naturally chooses whole foods. And I've talked about her before. She's just one of those, she's teeny tiny. And when you look at just how she eats, you understand why. She's just one of those people that love salads and eats, just makes good, healthy choices naturally without making it a a big deal of it. Um, And this one time, so she, so I was mainly not interested in the food that she brought into the house, but every once in a while she would bring in some food that I was like, Ooh, what's that? So like she introduced me, well, she didn't really introduce me to it back when I worked at this restaurant, like way back in the day, they had this rice pudding that I didn't really eat. But when Melissa brought this rice pudding in, I was like, Ooh, what's that? And, and I had some of it. It was really good. And then this other day she brought in these chocolate macaroons. So when I saw these chocolate macaroons, it kind of brought me back to the grandfather brownie days where I was like, oh my God, these macaroons are so insanely good. And I would take, I mean, they were addicting. So, I mean, you can't just eat one. You got to eat like four. And then hide hide your evidence of eating them. So anyway, so I ate way too many of those. I tried to cover the evidence, but then I went in and bought a new carton of the chocolate macaroons. Now, Melissa was the type that she could eat like one, you know, one or two in a week and it the container would last forever. So, and I, that's very impossible for me. So when I went and brought the second container in, I was like, Melissa, like help yourself. But of course I ate them so fast. She barely got any, but at least I replaced them. Speaking of that roommate Reed though, oh my God. So this, this guy, okay. So there's, there's things that you need to replace. And then there's things that are like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you're getting mad that I took that. Because sometimes it can get ridiculous. So so I had no idea that Reed, this roommate that we had, was like 
super anal retentive about anything that was his in the house and if we touched it. So I came to realize that when, so Reed had these literal massive containers of like garlic powder and garlic salt and, you know, different seasonings. And they're literally like the Costco ones. I mean, they're massive. And so, I mean, I would occasionally use a little garlic powder or garlic salt when I was cooking and not think anything of it because, I mean, spices. I mean, it's one thing if you use a whole, you're always using like the garlic powder, garlic salt, and you you run out of it. It's one of those small containers. Like, obviously, you replace that or if it's getting low. But these were like the industrial restaurant size containers I don't even know how he knew I took any. I mean, I I wasn't trying to sneak it. I was just thinking, like, who would mind that I took a little sprinkle of your garlic powder or garlic salt when it's literally an industrial size? So anyway, he got really mad about it one day. And and I again, he must have had it, like, marked or something. I I have no idea. But I was like, are you fucking kidding me, Reed? I'm like, I'm happy to go buy you some new ones, but there's a massive amount left. I'm like, are you even going to use that in a lifetime? <laughs> like, really? And that, I thought, was a little bit overdoing it. I and mean, come on, like, a little bit of garlic powder or garlic salt. So, that was one I had, I mean, again, you, you have to respect people's boundaries when it's their belonging. So I never used it again. I was like, no problem. I will not touch your, your industrial size powders. Okay. Those are yours. I will buy my own. No problem. We were just, there wasn't a lot of space in the, in, so I like went out and bought my own stuff and brought it in and it was like cramped in there, but I'm like, whatever, if he's that anal retentive about a little bit of garlic powder, okay, sorry to step on your toes. But um, anyway, I thought that was a little bit ridiculous. But again, it, it was his it was his apartment starting out. It was his garlic powder. So you gotta respect it, right? The final story I will share, and one of my VIPs, Linnell, if she's listening to this, hey, Linnell, you'll remember this story maybe. But so Linnell was my college roommate, And we, so there was three of us, uh, Linnell, Kristen, and myself. And the three of us were friends. We'd been friends since freshman year. And, you know, these are the girls that I always get together with, along with our our other girlfriend, Shannon. When I go home to see family and when I go home to hopefully start this Massachusetts business, um, I always get together for dinner with Shannon, Kristen, and Linnell. So anyway, so we, we, the three of us, Shannon had other roommates to live with her senior year, but Kristen, Linnell and I wanted to share a townhouse, but you needed a fourth person. And so we, we didn't have a fourth that wasn't, you know, a friend that wasn't already linked up with another person. So we were like, well, what are we going to do? We ended up getting this roommate that basically had no one else to live with. And that's should have been our first warning right there, right? This girl has no friends. And I, you know, you, you feel for people like that. I mean, I I like to consider myself a kind person. So, you know, when we met this girl, her name was Erin. She was very pretty, um, but quirky. Like you could tell that she was just a little off socially, which is fine. You know, we were you know, very nice to her, but, you know, she ended up, ugh, 
she ended up, I remember I had like a boy over, like this guy that I was dating. She told on me. She like went to the dean and was like, Veronica's had a boy in the room. And and anyway, I got this warning. I'm like, are you serious? I'm 21 years old and I can't have a guy over? It was so ridiculous. Anyway, this girl, Erin, definitely had some, she was, you know, she was, had some social anxiety type of issues. She was on a couple different types of medication. I'm not sure exactly what it was for, but, you know, we would try to be, you know, invite her out and, and, you know, include her in different things. And sometimes it would go well and sometimes it wouldn't. But I remember this one time that my mom had sent me a bunch of chocolate. And when you're in college, it is like, you know, I mean, it's, it's every man for himself. It's, it's just like, you know, there's, people are just trying to get food. I, I worked, I always worked throughout college. So, um, but it was, it was rare for people to like bring food into the house and have it last. So I, my mom sent me all these delicious chocolates and, and I put some out for like, I put a community bowl out. Okay. I'm like, I'm going to share some of these and then the rest are mine. Okay. So I put a bowl out, shared it with my roommates. And then I put the rest in my desk drawer and, and, and shut it. So I found out later that Aaron, our roommate had gone into my drawer and took the chocolate and ate all the chocolate. She ate all my chocolate. I was so furious that after I had been generous enough to share my chocolate, she went into my desk, took my chocolate, ate my chocolate, and I raged at this girl so hard. I'm like, how dare you? That is a violation. And it was, she did it after, like, we had already been fighting about something else. So I was even more angry at her for taking my chocolate. I mean... Taking food from me out of my personal belongings, absolutely not. That crossed the line, okay? So anyway, that caused a little foodie roommate fight between us. But, you know, it's funny to look back now and, you know, wish wish Erin well. Hopefully she's doing well. Um, we talk about her when we get back together. I think she's reached out to, I think she was always trying to kiss Kristen's ass. And I, I I don't know if Linnell had any contact with her, but I, I know that she tried to contact Kristen a couple times. And again, I wish her nothing but the best. And, you know, I'm sure now she's very successful, whatever she's doing, and she can buy herself plenty of chocolate. Well, that's going to do it for this show. I hope you all enjoyed some of these little stories about foodie fights and cheap men. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all this is stuff that I really don't want to share openly on the regular podcast. I like to have this, this privacy screen uh, where it's just the people that I trust the most. So thank you so much for supporting the show and subscribing to my VIP level. Um, if you want to support the show even more, please leave a rating and a review. That means the world to us. It helps us rank higher. 
Um, I don't, I didn't do my little prolon sponsorship because I don't want to do any of that with my VIPs. I'll keep that to my regular free episodes and my lower level tier, but for my VIPs, you will have no sponsorship and no ad, ad stuff interrupting the flow. Um, but I think most of you are following me on Instagram. So thank you for following me and thank you so much for all of your support. I really, really appreciate it. If you have any stories of foodie fights yourself to share, or cheat people in your life that drive you crazy, feel free to DM me and share. I love hearing from all of you. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.